Welcome to Filmy Ladies. This week's episode is part two of our one year anniversary special where we just have a fun chat with each other, asking each other silly filmy questions, some of them sent in by you. Thank you so much for being part of our Filmy Ladies family, and we hope you enjoy the episode. This is kind of related to my last question. What's the meanest thing anyone's ever said to you about your taste in films as a whole or a film in particular? Like, have you ever gotten in a really bad argument with anybody about it that's been actually like left you feeling Ugh. um during the blogging days um i would get a few i mean i was very good about like um deleting and blogging because it, it's fine to disagree with someone mm -hmm. but when you're just being mean and rude and of course it was always the anonymous people who would do that no one in the actual blogosphere ever did it right. um it, they were basically just trolls um i would often get a lot of hate not a ton but i would sometimes get hate for um you know, for, for liking Shah Rukh. And it was very weird to me because there was this subset. It was almost always men. And they always had this thing where it was kind of like, why do you talk about Shah Rukh films so much on the blog? And it didn't bother them when I talked about, say, like a Ray movie, but they probably didn't even read that blog post because they didn't care. They probably didn't even know who he was. Um, they had no problem with me, um, you know, raving about like Sri Devi or Madhuri or Juhi or any of the actresses I liked. It was really weird. It was almost like huh. the Shah Rukh posts used to bring some of these people out of the woodwork. Um, and they would say things like, I don't know why, you girls, it, there was definitely a very strong like incelly vibe to those comments where it was, oh. it, they would say things like, I don't know why you girls like Shah Rukh so much or something. And pretty quickly I caught on where it was, it was clearly not a criticism of me and it wasn't even a criticism of Shah Rukh. It was just something strange where I think the amount of fandom that he enjoys and the superstardom that he enjoys, and he's very, very popular among women um, primarily, I think on some level that felt very anxiety inducing perhaps to these very insulty people and made them feel anxious and maybe it made them feel less than but to me that was so immature and ridiculous it's kind of like you're like sorry to say but you're never going to be a superstar like him in any field of life like he's one in a million so if people hero worship him or adore him or whatever it is like honestly what's it to you like why like you know you know that saying don't yuck my yum yeah. Um. And I think what what really got under my skin was not their criticism of me liking it. What got under my skin was how weird and insulty they sounded. Because in real life, I didn't have people like that in yeah. my life. Yeah. So I was like, this is just very like creepy and kind of. It's like there's these misogynist tones to it. And that used to alarm me a lot because, sure. you know, these people would like follow you through social media, through Twitter or whatever, and leave comments. And I, you know, Twitter did a very bad job when you complained about harassment. Um, at least back in the day, they were very bad about that's actually why I left Twitter. Um, so I think it was the insulty, misogynisty, trolly people that used to bother me um, yeah. because I lived in a bubble and I didn't interact with them. So. What about you? Yeah, I've been um, extremely lucky uh, as a woman with opinions on the internet. Like I, I have escaped this somehow. Um, there were a few people way, way back in the day who at the time this seemed a little mean to me. And in retrospect, I don't think it was. And I, in fact, oh. appreciate it. There were, there were, I assume, Indian people who called me out on my ignorance, my cultural ignorance about some stuff and that they were right to do that. Right. Like, um, 
and yeah, you can always be a little nicer in how you phrase something, but like, I, you know, I don't even think anything of that anymore. And this was, you know, uh, uh, like a lot of middle-class white people in the U S I am new to thinking about certain things and especially about kind of issues around cultural appropriation and some things like that, um, that I wish I had been much more savvy about much earlier in my life for many reasons, not just related to Indian cinema, but, you know, uh, some people would, would sort of point out that maybe I didn't like something because I didn't have the context to appreciate why it was there. And, and I learned from those comments. So honestly, yeah. like, I can't, I can't say they were, I don't think they were mean. I think people were understandably exasperated with a white person being stupid about something that they loved or knew a lot about, or even if they didn't love right on the internet. Right. Um, so that's, uh, that's totally understandable. And I, I do have some cringe about some of my past self things, but you can't undo it. You can just learn from it. And I've, uh, hopefully have been been doing that. So I actually kind of, I appreciate those people. That was not a, not a, a teachable moment they had to take upon themselves to do, but they did. And I have learned from it. So. Oh, very cool. Okay. Do you have a question for me? I sure do. What three stars would you like to be stuck in an elevator with <gasps> and why? Um, I would like to be stuck with Bebo. Because she would definitely throw some kind of tantrum and manage to get us out of that elevator elevator like ASAP. So that would be good. Um, Varun Dhawan, because he's very funny and witty and he would make me laugh while we wait for Bebo to do all the work. Like she can throw the tantrum and we'll just like chat wow. and joke. And um, maybe Madhuri, because she's very like level-headed and chilled out. And so... So there's going to come a point where Varanthavan's antics are not going to be enough to like, mm-hmm. you know, calm me down because like Bebo's drama antics are going to like scare me. And I'm going to be like, oh, my God, we're going to die in this elevator because I have to overthink everything. And so then I feel like in that moment, Madhuri will go into mom mode because she's uh, a mom of two teenagers. Yeah. And she'll just like hold my hand and and make it all better until <sighs> the emergency people can save us. So, yes, Bebo, Varanthavan and Madhuri are my picks. Wow. <laughs> what about you? I didn't think about this ahead of time and I cannot like put this woman on the rapid fire round on coffee with car. And that was a wonderful answer. Thank so you. this is where I will temporarily quickly inject that uh, a couple of years ago, the last time I was in India, I, I was at a small film screening and the, my friend Greta got stuck in a in a loo and Kriti Sanon tried to get her out by tugging on the door. So that was like, I've almost experienced this. <laughs> right. Kriti did not manage to get the door open, but like all of us together eventually got the door open and her efforts were definitely a part of that. So hats right. off to Kriti Sanon for that. I don't know if she remembers that. If, if I ever get to see her again, I, I will ask her if she remembers that because it was hilarious. I remember when you saved my friend Greta? <laughs> She'll be like, yeah. <laughs> I do that. Yeah, every she's day. like, yeah, it's, it's this every day. This is what I do. Um, wow, what a great set of answers. So now you've got me thinking about who would be my figures in those for those same purposes. Like, who would I choose? So I feel like, yeah, you want like a Rajnikanth kind of person because like elevator doesn't stand a chance. There's no getting stuck in an elevator if Rajnikanth is around. Like something, you just touch it, like boop it, and it would open. Yeah, or he'll like flip his sunglasses around, or I don't know, something, something like that. So some kind of like very over the top heroic hero, I think, is going to be great. And then I think you want, um, 
I think you want someone for some dancing in the background while the hero does whatever it is the hero is going to do. So this is where I might call in a choreographer of some kind um, to sort of that they and I could be like the background something something yeah. while the while the star is doing that. So maybe it's Farrakhan. Maybe I you know some of these vintage choreographers from the songs I love from the seventies and all would be great. Like yeah, Jay Oscar or whatever. I don't even know if that if any of these people are still alive, but if they were, that right. would be great. Um, and then I'm gonna go. I mean, I just say stars. So I, you know, I don't want to just go with the writers, but like some of my favorite writers would also be fun to be in there because they probably are working on something and you could talk about that a little bit to pass the time. Um, But yeah, so again, someone who is going to be talkative. So in that regard, I might get like Reka, you know? Yeah. Who's gonna, and she'd also obviously be very good at the dancing she, oh, now, yeah. she should not be in the background, obviously, no. but like, and you know, if you're in those elevators that are mirrored, then you can kind of get the effect oh, yeah. of a fleet of background dancers, even yeah. if there's only just the you, the choreographer and the other star while the hero is doing whatever. So I yeah. feel like, yeah, like Farrakhan, Reka, Rajnikanth might be my, my choice. Nice. <laughs> just a really weird group of I people. love how eclectic our elevators are. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting is your elevator and mine both have divas in there. Like you have Rajnikanth, I have Bebo. We both have like, yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Readers, I... please, anyone, anyone listening to this, please answer that question in the comments because there's so Actually, many directions you can take this. All of these questions also yes. apply to you, dear readers. Slash, yes. I, well, we don't have readers. It's like I don't know why I say readers. Yeah. yeah. So um, any question you all want to answer, go ahead. We would love to hear what you have to say. We absolutely um, would. The way this is phrased in the Google Doc, I don't know if Asim asked this question or someone was referring to it, but it said, I think maybe Asim asked this question. It said, Asim Bernie often mentions the mishaps that occur during recordings. That was from someone else about talking about, about him. Kanban. Okay. Yeah. Um, that occur during recordings and how sometimes they mess up the entire episodes even. Has this happened to you yet? Yeah. Boy, has it. Do you want to tell the story? Sure. Um, so Beth and I had been, you know, thinking of this podcast for a while. I think it was almost like four months, like, you know, just discussing it, coming up with the idea, what we're going to do, the logo, all of the things, you know, and one big part of doing any kind of podcast is the technology aspect, which neither Beth nor I are particularly proficient with. Beth is definitely better than me in this regard, but I am hideous. And we had tried to, and because I hate technology so much, I basically just asked Asim and Sujoy to tell us what to do. And Asim was the one who said, you guys really should um, upload your episodes on YouTube. So make it like video and then do the audio file separately. And so we basically just followed his advice. And I said, okay, what streaming service should we use? And he told us um, to use StreamYard. And I was like, okay, so I make an account on StreamYard. And um, I I had been testing all week. I had like a private YouTube channel and I would test StreamYard. I would test scheduling, all of the things, and I would upload them. And then Beth had the password to that YouTube so that she could also check and and everything was going great. Okay, it was going great. And then we were like, okay, what day should we pick for our podcast? And we said, well, Kandan is on Wednesday. And so we don't want to like clash with them. So we said, let's pick Monday as a good day. Because also a Google search had informed me that podcasts that launch their episodes on weekends don't get as much um, playtime or whatever. So they said Monday to Wednesday are the best days. So we're like, okay, let's take Monday so we'll have a bit of a gap. So cool. What is the first episode going to be? Beth suggested Darlings because it's hard hitting. It's like a great start to the podcast. I was like, awesome. And 
the big day arrived and we recorded our entire Darlings episode. We were nervous. We had rehearsed it. I had an entire script in my Google Docs. Nothing was left to chance. And it was my job. It was <laughs> my responsibility <laughs> to record this goddamn thing and then put it on YouTube and schedule it. And um, the schedule time came and me and Beth are like waiting. We're like, okay, I have like a whole countdown going on in WhatsApp. I was like, okay, 10 more minutes, Beth five more minutes. And I think she was supposed to be at work at that time or something. And it came and went. And there was no episode on YouTube. And I was like, what happened? And then panic. And then I called Sujoy and Sujoy was at work. So then I had to text Asim. So then Asim got on the phone with me. And then Asim had to break the news to me because I was like in panic mode. And Asim goes, Pitu, I think you may not have recorded it or it may not have saved <laughs> And by, it may not have, it did not. <laughs> no. I was like, what do you mean it didn't save? He was like, well, you probably did save it. And I was like, no, I would never do that. Awesome. And then of course it had not saved or rather I had not saved it. There was some glitch. And then I had to break the terrible news to Beth. And I was like, um, so yeah, I goofed up and, um, we're just going to have to like re-record darlings and to Beth's immense credit. She did not lose her shit with me. She did not go oh. film me. She did not say it was bakwa. She did not try to throw things at my head. And she was just very like, okay, that's fine. We can do it. And then because we were racing against time and it was already Monday, I was like, well, Tuesday is going to have to be our day then. And then we recorded, we re-recorded the darlings episode and, uh, and then we figured it out. So, you know, so my, my job is at a museum. And so I had just kind of at that point finished two, two plus years of trying to do online programming because of the pandemic. Right. So I, I do work in public programming in part. So I had some experience with zoom, um, and nothing catastrophic had ever happened to me at work with, with this kind of thing, but I had heard a lot of horror stories and we've all, you know, been in a zoom program or whatever, where something went. So like, you know, in retrospect, I'm 0% surprised that this happened. It, it yeah. just happens. And so we currently are using Zoom, not because it's great, but because it's something we have access to. And I know a little bit about how to make it do certain yeah. things. <laughs> I will actually be looking for some other um, way to do the, the video recordings um, coming up here soon, because there's some th changes happening with Zoom that I'm not keen on. But, um, you know, so we, fortunately, we were able to punt a little bit and get and get something up but like of course of course the stuff happens right and like back in the day when we all just used skype and recorded skype like that always had its problems or like you know there's horrible background noise coming in or whatever and we know that this podcast does not sound amazing we are under no delusions about that but like it's just it's it's hard to even do the most basic of things sometimes so right <laughs> okay um did you have a question beth yes what is your dream film project to cast and to staff? And okay. we can, I can come back to you if you want. No, I know. On that. Okay, let's hear it. And this is definitely a dream. And this will always, I think, remain a dream because multiple, multiple big names in Indian cinema have basically talked about how impossible this is going to be. Um, but <laughs> I would love it if someone did a Lord of the Rings style um, trilogy or tetralogy of the Mahabharat. 
I think that would be so excellent because I loved um, B.R. Chopra's Mahabharat when I was growing up, the TV show. And I've seen every single episode of it. We had like the, the VHS tapes and everything. And it's so spectacular. The acting in it was so good. The writing, of course, is like phenomenal because it's, uh, hello, the greatest epic. Um, but I would love to see the Mahabharat and, um, you know, in a film form. Amir Khan has talked about how it's his dream mm-hmm. project and how it's impossible to cast. It's just, it's too huge. Yeah. I mean, you can make a TV show out of it and B.R. Chopra did make a very successful one but it's very very hard to do it as a film but you know I just I feel it would be really awesome I mean you would have to like cut a lot of stuff and truncate it you know to be able to do like even a trilogy or tetralogy, yeah. but I think it would be so great. Um, Satyajit Ray also has spoken about it I saw an interview of his where he said he would love to um, adapt the Mahabharat and he talked about how almost impossible. It's a gargantuan task. And he said that the most he can think of doing is like taking a part of it, like, sure. <clears throat> sorry, one little story and making like the chess scene. He specifically spoke mm. about how he would like to take the chess scene. But yeah, that's, but I don't know if it'll ever get made. Wow. And who's going to be in it? I mean, there's just so many people you could cast, like just all the best people. I really wish, um, Oh, poor Pitu. I really wish Erfan was still around because I, mm. I feel like he would be so amazing. I would love to see him um, do the role of Krishna because he is um, the main sort of person and he has like the best roles. And then he has um, the Battle of Kurukshetra. I think Erfan would have been so amazing because mm. to play Krishna, you need to be very shrewd, but also very smart, but also very charming. And you have to have that ability to do the wheeling and dealing and the social grease and all of that mm. stuff, but also be like a, a charmer to the ladies. And I mean, Irfan had all those qualities. I would have loved, loved, loved to see if nobody could have played Krishna like Irfan could have, um, and like such a gigantic loss. I will I will never get over Irfan's death, mm. but yeah. What, what, what is your dream project? I feel like well, I have an idea. Yeah, I, I've talked about this a little bit, and this actually went around on Twitter a couple months ago, this this prompt. And so I dug up what I had written for that and I, I stand by it. So I don't I don't have too much of a thought about story other than I want it to really be appropriate to the people who are in it. So I want Debakar Banerjee to write and direct with Shahrukh and Rani. And then I would also like Reka to be in it in kind of whatever, whatever she wants, she can have. Right. <laughs> um, and then I would like the music to be Sneha Conwalker because mm. I love her soundtracks. I think she's Amazing. so talented. Um, so that's kind of my, that's the seeds of what I, what I would want. Right, I was right. having a conversation with Sal about this uh, and we agree that having Shark in a detective movie would be really cool. Like amazing, be, you know, I think he could be really good at that. So maybe it's a detective movie. Cause I do love detective movies. So yes, maybe, maybe that's it. But you know, when you, when you're faced with infinite resources, it is awfully hard to make a decision. So. <laughs> yeah. I actually thought you were going to, your answer was going to be the Alexander, the great story that we were talking about a oh. while ago, but that <laughs> almost is as like impossible to make as the Mahabharata would be like these. That's why it's a dream. And, and a I fantasy. suspect there are some, some smart people already on that. Cause that's such a, like a, I'm not saying it's low hanging fruit, but it's like a classic. So yeah, you know, 
kind of like you're saying, like some, some people are already, you know, great minds have already turned themselves to this somewhat, but I do, I do love a historical battle. I do love historical, (laughs) historical Royal people making bad decisions. It's fun. Right. Oh, Lancheroni, our friend has said, this is very funny. Her question is literally kites thoughts. I love that we put out questions to our viewers and listeners. We were like, what do you want us to say? What do you want us to talk about? And she goes, kites? <laughs> I saw it. I don't really remember it. Um, yeah. You know, some of it was filmed in the U.S., right? So there was... Yeah, like Vegas and stuff, I yeah, think. Yeah, so that, like, I feel like there was a bigger chatter on the sort of blog world than usual about it and what's her name from brazil or wherever barbara mori yeah mexico mexico um was maybe going to be a big deal and then has not been a big deal at least in the u.s or india that i'm aware of right Um, i have no thoughts on kites it is nowhere it is on no (laughs) list of any kind for me and i if it you know would i watch it on a plane maybe Okay. But otherwise I'm not going to seek it out. And when's the last time I heard anyone mention kites? This is why we love lunchy, but also why lunchy, if you're listening, why are you like randomly thinking about kites? I do not understand. Lunchy is also the person that like, she wants it to be a drinking game where every time we mention Oda Chopra, she takes a shot. This is your indication to take a shot, Lunchy. Um, that doesn't I don't come up that much in our podcast. He's not. She our... thinks it does. Oh, <laughs> She's probably keeping it. There many episodes where he never comes up. <laughs> she probably wishes he did. Mm. Um, no, so I remember. So I don't actually remember kites because it was like very meh, very forgettable. But I do remember the circumstance. Um, so Christy and I, our common friend Christy, she. Um, was a giant Hrithik Roshan fan. Like she loved Hrithik. So she and I were going to go watch Kites in the theater in Chicago. So we'd gone to big cinema and we sat down with our samosas and, you know, the movie started and everything. And there was a lady sitting behind us. It was like, it was just this like middle-aged Indian lady and she'd come by herself. She, there was no huh. one with her. And I remember every time Hrithik Roshan had like a really good close up or every time he flexed his muscles or like showed off his body or something, she would like make all sorts of creepy no- noises. Like she was sighing and she was like, <sighs> like that, like very loud. I mean, the theater was not full. There were not a ton of people in it. And Christy and I were like being a little bit like, like we were chattering a little bit here and there because there weren't a ton of people. It was like a matinee show or something. But this woman was so like creepy. At one point, Christy looked at me and I looked at her and I was like, what is she doing? And Christy whispered to me in the interval because this was big cinema. So they always had like an intermission. And Christy goes, what is that woman doing? Is she having an orgasm? Should we be worried? I was like, I don't know, Christy. And then the lights came on and we both like turned around and we were so shocked to discover there was this like middle, it was basically an Indian auntie and she was there by herself and she was just enjoying everything. And because I'm a nosy Parker and I have to know all the things after the movie was over, we got up and I very loudly looked at her and I said, hi, so did you enjoy the movie? Because I just wanted to know. And she goes, oh, I loved it. And I was like, aha, do you like Hrithik Roshan? My friend Christy here is a huge, Christy was like, I was like, Christy, you're a giant Hrithik Roshan fan. What about you? And she was like, oh, she spoke to us at length for like five minutes. And there was a lot of sighing and growing and like bosom clutching the whole time. And it was hysterical. Like she came to that movie theater matinee show 
to watch Hrithik Roshan and she was going to go pick up her kids from school after that. And I actually really enjoyed my interaction with her because I was like, this woman is living life. Hats off to auntie. I liked it. I was like, okay, auntie's cool. But yes, that is my most, um, that is the most memorable thing I can tell you about kites, Lynchy. Sorry. Okay. Um, Do you have a, you ready for a question? Um, yes, I'm just trying to see if there's, okay, I think we're, uh, we just have one more question left from a viewer slash listener. Um, and then maybe we'll get through that and then we'll just ask us our own questions. So Rupa, um, whose um, name is Rin Himmel 07, um, said, when are you going to talk about Sunny Paji movies in your podcast, Pitu? And when are you going to talk about Shashi Kapoor ones at Beth Loves Bali? Book episode was my favorite. Love your podcast. Great job, both. That's okay. So when are you going to talk about a Shashi Kapoor movie, Beth? Well, I think we need to we need to decide on what angle we want to take to get yes. to a Shashi movie. And it could just be like, here are some of our favorite stars as filming ladies. So we could do it that way. It would yeah. be extremely funny if we could. I mean, there must be a film where Shashi plays Sonny's dad or something. But like, that's not going to be possibly that's not going to be the thing because that's not going to no. be peak Shashi. Um, so maybe we should just do that. Um, I'm sure there's a way to link them. So we'll have to think about that. But I, you know, anytime um, I, we have an episode coming up that I think will be the next one we record where I am actually thinking about bringing a Shashi film quite considerably. So we shall, we shall see, but that's um, exciting. I mean, I, I take no prompting to, to be ready to talk about a Shashi Kapoor film, but it, it is true that I've not seen any of these in quite some time and I do really need to revisit them. I have most of the my favorites on DVD. I still have a DVD player. I will be very excited to watch them because um, that is a gift that keeps on giving for me. So yeah, any any time. And if if there are any particular Shashi films people want to hear us talk about, please obviously tell us or Sunny, Sunny Paje films because I yeah. am very undereducated in Sunny films. I've only seen a couple, so... I think this will be one of those cases where I have a homework assignment and I will be very eager to, yeah. to um, complete it. I love Sunny Paji so much. I actually do want to go and see Gather too. Um, in the cinemas, it has been crushing it. I think yeah. it's already made like 300 crores or something. Why it's haven't like, you seen it yet? Amazing. Um, I just have so much on my plate right now, but I do need to see it. You do. Um, and I will, but okay. I'm very excited. Oh, the other thing is also like the, the local theater that I go to to see all my movies. So the town that I live in does not have a lot of Desi people. And so the theater that I go to does have Bollywood films, but it's not, there's not a lot of us. So if I watch Gather 2, I really want to go to a town like Fremont, um, which is fairly far away from me because I just, I want to experience that with like a full crowd yeah. full of people. So I don't want to do like a matinee. I, I want to enjoy Gather too at the most. I want to enjoy the hand pump scene. Um, so I'm very excited, but I like, I heart every single thing that Sunny Paji posts on his Instagram. He's so darling. I love him. Um, okay. You have a question for me. Yes. I believe this is the last one on my list. Um, if okay celebrities are real people they make mistakes what is one celebrity mistake that you wish you could change i really really wish um that shahrukh had not done and would not do um his good cup on masala ads because It's like, it's so bad. So many people die of like lung cancer and tuberculosis and emphysema and all of the things. I mean, you know, Gutka is one of the worst. Gutka and Ban Masala is some of the worst 
things that you can put in your body. Um, and it just breaks my heart that a superstar of his level would, um, you know, promote something like that. It's bad enough that Ajay Devgan and Akshay Kumar and all these people are doing it, but it just, it hurts more when Shah Rukh does it because it's like, dude, you don't need the money. Okay. And also I think, yes, he's a celeb and yes, he should make money as much as he wants while he can. But I think one of the big differences between movie stars in India versus movie stars in the West is that in the West, no one really idolizes movie stars. You know, even the most like A-list movie stars over here don't have the kind of fan bases um, that Indian movie stars do. For example, Tom Cruise is one of the biggest movie stars here. He's like 57 years old and he's still coming up with like blockbusters. But at the same time, do people watch his films, but also mock him for like his right. Scientology. Yes. No one takes him seriously as a human. No one takes him seriously. Yeah. Like I love his films, but it's not like I idolize him or something. The difference is that in India, you have so many people who are, you know, uneducated or they live in villages or they don't have access to information and they really, really look up to these people. And so when you have someone of Shah Rukh's stature um, advertising something like Vimal Pan Masala, whatever, you know, there's going to be people out there, you know, 16 year old kids or 14 year old kids who are, who are going to go and buy it because he advertises it. And so mm. I just, every time I just find that so disappointing. It's mm. like, please don't do that. Please be better than this. Um, I don't know what he gets out of doing it. And it is, it is the one bone I have to pick with him. And it's, it's a very big bone. Like, I don't like it at all. So yeah, I wish he would, I, w- I wish he would stop. Yeah. What about you? I didn't think about this one ahead of time. So what's come to mind for me, I don't really know enough to be saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Salman Khan, live your life differently, sir. (laughs) um, Terrible. I suspect there are people who are worse than he is, um, but he's pretty bad as as a human being. And yeah. I don't know his biography. Enough. He's being inhuman. <laughs> right. Is there a point at which this stuff started? Mm-hmm. Like, is there one thing you could isolate as the mistake that set him down this path of um, manslaughter and physical yeah. abuse? Um, yeah. And if so, let's let's undo that. Um I don't, I don't have strong feelings about him as a performer. I don't, I don't care one way or the other. I don't think he's great at anything as a performer. I don't think he's, but I don't think he's awful. Um, yeah. You know, his little cameo in Patan, for example, is the right amount of him for me. I do not require, <laughs> I do not want any more than that. I didn't even need that, but like, obviously it's fun. Um, he, but he's, he's a bad human. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I think you are done with your questions for me, right? I believe, yeah. Uh, the other one I have is is not very good. So, because we know not all the coffee with Karin questions are really worth doing. So we will skip right. the last one of my list. <laughs> the worst coffee with Karin question is always, it's so rude. It's the one where he says, um, if you were forced at the point of a gun to have a gay encounter, I'm like, excuse you, that's terrible. Um, okay, which filmy house do you want to move into? I know you and I both have strong feelings about filmy houses. I do. And I don't want to repeat myself from an episode just recently, but I'm still thinking about the Chatterjee's house in Rocky or Ronnie. That house was so gorgeous in ways that I very specifically loved. 
but but barring that i would say um yeah a lot of the it's for me it's the bengali houses um, right. as they show up in in hindi or in bengali films i just think they are there's something about the you know, like a very dark wood furniture and they're i just i just i think they are beautiful but there's i mean there are many 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 filmy houses that i think are gorgeous some of them i don't really want to live in but i would love to visit and fortunately i have to say here that on my very first trip to india i stayed in a hotel that had been a royal palace um outside mysore and that shows up in movies all the time i have seen it right. in at least a dozen films and i'm always like oh oh so that um and it's not one of the like super swank ones or anything it's not like staying in some of the places in um Rajasthan but it is it is extremely satisfying to see on film a place that you've that you've spent some time um and so uh yeah any of those any of those would be fun and I would gladly even have one of the ridiculous I so there's a there's a type of filmy mansion that to me looks like you took a a sort of stereotypical American wedding cake and you turned it inside out. So right. the white frilly plaster was on the inside and it's yeah. like a really big room. So I would even gladly live in one of those. It's like not to my taste at all, but like the idea of living in a filmy mansion is like, great. There's also a seventies house that shows up all the time that has just the most eye popping brain boggling combinations of wallpaper and pattern and texture that I've ever seen. And I will, I will try to put some um, links in the notes to some of my blog posts where I've, I've cataloged it because I am obsessed with that house. I think it has to be a real house. I don't know, but it is, mm. it's got some nautical stuff happening, but then it's also got a lot of geometric stuff and it's got like bright pink sofas and like a round bed and like open yeah. stairs. It's got a little bit I of think everything. I know it's the one really you're choice. talking about. It's never, it's never someone super amazing's house. If I recall though, maybe it's been a villain's house once or twice, but like, it's, it's not like, oh, the, the rich hero, that's not his house. Um, but it is, it is eye popping and I, I respect its madness. All right. What's yours? Um, I really like, um, the old fashioned actual houses, um, from films like, um, have you seen Trikal? It's this old timey art film. Um, it has like Nina Gupta in it. Um, it's from the 70s and it's set during the Portuguese occupation of Goa. Ooh. And it's set, it's set like a shot in an actual house from that era. And it's absolutely beautiful. Like I used to watch Trakal just for the house. I mean, the movie's really good too. The house um, in Deer Zindagi is really beautiful too. That's nice right? too. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's also, did you watch this TV show? It was on streaming. Um, it, it was called typewriter no i remember it existing though it had a gaggle of like kids in it and everything mm -hmm. and that was set in goa and that was also a really beautiful house i would love to live in the house from typewriter and then another house that i really loved was the house from brahmastra where they all sort of like convene or whatever like that's where i mean oh, yeah. Gurukul, i guess in the woods was. yeah in the mountains yeah in the woods with like the glass and everything that was really pretty mm -hmm. so those mm -hmm. would be my dream houses i have another question for you um a good movie like a movie that you like but you cannot bring yourself to rewatch it oh for whatever reason okay this comes to mind and is actually not quite true because i have rewatched it once but i don't think i can do it again as bulbul yes because i i have recently become friends with someone who loves horror films and he was asking me about um you know, Indian horror films. And I said, I really think you should watch Bulbul. And he said, great, come over and watch it. And I was like, yes. Yeah. So the thing no. is, 
I'm going to need you to watch that by yourself. And you can text me while you watch it. I'll be there with you in spirit, but I don't know if I can watch that again. Or if I do, I'm going to have to, you know, during certain parts, but I, that, that one's been on my mind recently. So I will say that there's also a handful of films that I, I almost don't want to watch again because watching them was so perfect, you know? Mm. Um, so, and I, I probably have actually rewatched them, but there's, there's quite a few where I just think what a great experience that was, especially if I got to see it in the theater, right? Like that kind of specialness of me. And you're just like, yeah. I'm going to keep that just the way it was and yeah, leave it there forever. So yeah, occasionally, but yeah. For me, that movie would have to be Sairat. Um, it is my favorite regional movie of all time. And like one of my favorite Est movies, um, it's so amazing until the end, which is just so heartbreaking and terrible. And I don't want to spoil it for anyone who has not seen Sairad because you really should watch it. It is amazing. Um, but I don't know if I can go through that again. Like after I watched Sairad, I, I just, I was like, I was a mess for, I like, I like to cry, but I don't like to like sob into my pillow for like four hours straight. So, um, you're so I want to watch it again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I like want to cry a little bit. So I like I want it to be like a cathartic cry, not like the the world is like not like existential angst cry. I don't right. want that, you know. Um, so I keep thinking I want to like rewatch it because it was so amazing. But then I'm also like, no, I'm just gonna be depressed if I watch it. So I just I watch the songs on YouTube all the mm. time because they're so the soundtrack by Ajatul is so great. But I just I don't know if I have the moral fortitude to go through that again. But I might at some point. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll break it up. Like I'll see it over three days or something. The other movie that I really love and I love horror films. I have a great stomach for horror films. I watch them all. But one of the scary est horror films I've ever seen has been Tumbard. I was um, thinking about that too. Yeah, <laughs> I can't watch that. I mean, it takes horror to like a whole new level of like, I can watch Exorcist so many times. I can watch The Omen. I love The Omen. I've seen that so many times. There's so many like classic Rosemary's Baby. You know, there's so many classic horror films that I love and I enjoy and I will watch them. I don't know if I have the gumption for Thumbard, especially the scenes like with Hastar, the the evil deity or whatever he is. Like those were so frightening. I don't think I've seen a scarier movie than Thumbard. Um, so I might watch that again, but maybe around like Halloween time or something. But yeah, that that movie is scary. Um, if you if you all have not seen Thumbard, you should see that also. Um, so yeah, I think that kind of. I just have one last question left and then we can sign off. And that question is, um, what was your most um, memorable movie theater experience? Oh, okay. That's easy. So very early in my, uh, you know, under beginning to explore Hindi cinema, um, the town I live in hosts Roger Ebert's film festival because he's oh. from here. Um, and when he was still alive, he came down from Chicago and was at this film festival. And the first year I started, the first, like right couple months after I had first started watching Hindi films, the, the film festival took place and he showed Tall. Oh, okay. Um, and for those who don't know this festival, it and why would you necessarily, it's, it's called Overlooked Films. So these are films that he thinks for some reason have not gotten the attention they deserve. And he, he feels very strongly that musicals are in the U.S. are largely overlooked. And he had seen Tall in India and was like, mm-hmm. 
you know, really blown away by a lot about it. So I got to see that in a movie theater and not just a movie theater, like a 1930s movie palace that is restored. So it's got like medieval European medieval kind of renaissance stuff on the inside. It's got an organ. It's huge. It's got red seats. Like it's, it's a wonderful viewing experience. And so to see that on the big screen, like that is some razzle freaking dazzle. Yeah. And I still think the songs from that are spectacular to look at. Brilliant. Yeah. I, the plot, you know, I've rewatched that film several times. The plot, there's some, there's some kind of like stalking equals love kind of stuff going on there. Yeah. Anil Kapoor's character is really gross to me. He's but, so over the top. But, you know, everyone in that movie is like firing on all cylinders. Ashwarya is wonderful as this sort of like muse character and all. And Ingenue. Yeah. And like the way they, they costume her and all is great. Akshay Khanna is like lover boy really works for me. Again, there's a little bit of a kind of a stocky vibe in there that I don't that I don't like, but I was just so dazzled, bedazzled by this, by this film. Um, and then to hear there was a really interesting conversation about it after, which was also which was, you know, just completely eye opening to me, because like almost everyone else in that audience, I, you know, never seen anything like this before, really. It was like my fourth Hindi film or something. Huh. And it was just such a spectacle. And then to get to see it in a spectacle setting was really, yeah. really great. And I wish that's one reason I love to go to the, to the theater so much is that even a film where I don't necessarily expect it to be high on spectacle, the act of being in the theater usually elevates that in a way that really works for me. And I'm very happy to pay $10 for that or whatever to go have that experience. Even if I'm just by myself, I go to the movies by myself all the time. Um, Same. um, So yeah, I think that would be, that would probably be mine. What's, what's yours? Mm -hmm. My uh, most memorable um, movie theater experience is my actually my first movie theater experience of all time because um, I grew up in Nigeria and we did not really have movie theaters. I think there was one movie theater in Lagos, but I had never been. Um, I was a child and um, I was about, I want to say eight years old and we were visiting India for my summer holidays and I had a cousin, Tupu, who was younger than me by four years and she had cousins from her paternal side who were visiting Mumbai for their summer holidays. And so the oldest girl, the oldest cousin, she was like 15 or something. She wanted to go and see the latest movie, which at that time was um, Afsana Pyarka, which is a very forgettable rom-com starring, I think it has uh, Amir Khan and Neelam in it. And so she really wanted to see that movie. And I'd never seen a movie. My baby cousin had never seen a movie like in a movie theater. So she said to all the grown-ups, she was like, can we go to the movie theater and I'll take the, the little ones and I'll like take care of them. And clearly the parents had enough faith in her that they were like, sure. So we went to Plaza Theater, which is in Dadar, which is also like one of my favorite movie theaters because it's so like iconic. It was... Um, owned by, I think maybe it's not owned by him yet, but it's, it was owned by Vishantaram, who mm. was the, the great producer director. And uh, so we went to Plaza. It was my first movie theater experience. It was so much fun. And I remember she sat in the middle and then we, we were like, you know, like she took care of like two kids on the side and two kids on the other. And I remember that I was sitting on one end and next to me, there was a man he must have been in his mid twenties and he had come to see the movie by himself. And there's a scene in the movie in Afsana Perka where Neelam starts crying for whatever reason. Cause I think she and Amir Khan have broken up or something. So there's like a sad song and he started sobbing. He was like legit sobbing, like loudly. Sobbing. And it was so perplexing to me. Cause like, I was like, 
what is happening to that man? He had like his rumal out and he was like weeping into it. And I was just like, what? why is he crying? It was the strangest thing. But he was such an engaged, like I still think about this young man sometimes. Like he was such an engaged viewer. Like there's a song in that movie, uh, Tip Tip Bade Shuru Ho Gai. It's like, Amir Khan does this sort of Charlie Chaplin-esque like tap dance sort of thing in the <laughs> rain. And he enjoyed it. He was clapping and he was having fun. And it was like very enjoyable. And it was my first movie theater experience. It was so cool because until then, I had only seen movies at home when my parents would watch them or my grandma would watch them on TV. And like my parents and my grandma, they would just like watch it like normal people. They weren't crying. They weren't laughing. They were not clapping. They were not cheering. They were not whistling. It was just a very stable experience and so that was my first movie theater experience and I realized how much fun it is because even if you think the movie's meh you can live vicariously through other people's emotions um, and Indian theater audiences are amazing like they are the best um, they're just so much fun and it, that's part of why I want to see Gadar too with like a primarily Indian crowd in like Fremont or one of those towns um, but yeah that was very memorable I still think about it I, I think that's what kind of made me like a movie theater goer and a um, crier and a crier <laughs> and a whistler and a sobber I, I bring all my emotions out to play um, okay so that actually concludes my questions for you and I think you don't have any more from either nope okay so i think that was it um we really really enjoy doing this podcast you guys it's so much fun we look forward to recording and scheduling and talking and we love reading your comments um and we appreciate your uh, support of us um so don't forget to like share and subscribe and um you know thank you for celebrating our first anniversary with us and we will keep coming out with episodes every tuesday